Starting a podcast can be very time-consuming. I've been doing it for more than three years now, and my biggest challenge was finding a way to distribute my episodes across major audio platforms in a way that was easy, effective, and free to use. That's when I came across Anchor. And the best part is that you can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good morning, everybody. My name is George Khalife. This is episode 10 of Let's Grab Coffee. It's a podcast I started not too long ago. I want to interview successful people in different industries. Today with me, I have the pleasure of interviewing Kimberly Biggs. Kim is a very energetic, passionate entrepreneur. She recently co-founded an agency called Agence Pop Inc. She helps local startups in Quebec, so entrepreneurs, businesses, get up there in the exposure. They does the advertising, the marketing, uh, build the traction, the exposure, the brand equity, you name it. Kim is the marketing guru for you. But she has a breadth of exposure as well and experience. We talked about this, Kim, a VP of marketing at Salient. She had many years with the NHL, which we'll talk about. Very, very cool story. I have many links below to her vlog, YouTube channel, and her LinkedIn. She posts a lot of free, great content based on her years of experience and insights on the marketing, social media, digital media space. So super, super glad to have you, Kim, and uh, let's grab coffee. I'm happy you're connected. <laughs> Cheers to you this morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. You know, what funny, what the, what's, what's the funny thing is that we actually connected over LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So we never met in person. Uh, we connected over LinkedIn. We came across our profiles, had similar interests, and so it brought us here. Just one of the many topics we're going to discuss. But before we get into all that, Kim, I know my audience wants to learn more about you and your experience. So who is Kim Biggs and what, what got you to where you are today? Uh, that's a great question, uh, George. Um, um, I'm st- I still feel like I'm in my early 20s. You know, I don't think age matters that much. But when you start thinking about your background, you realize that, wow, I've sort of been doing this for a long time. And uh, I feel like I'm just starting today now at, at 34. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first message I have for everybody is that it, it takes time to build who you are, um, to find what you're passionate about. I, my background is actually in um, radio broadcasting. So I studied in radio broadcasting and communication at University of Montreal. Okay. I love communicating. And so I thought that my way of communicating was going to be translated by being in front of a camera or being in front of the radio. And so I took on different types of job, whether it was, you know, host of, uh, you know, the afternoon drive at this station and or I was the, the, the morning show co-host at this station. And right. so I kind of navigated through that. And, and then one day, and I, I liked it. I was young. I was in my 20s. It made sense to me. The content was very, let's just say, uh, superficial kind of. It was, you know, it when you're young. It wasn't me, but at the time, I think it was, you know, I think you grow out of these things and, you know, let's go back. Social media had just started. Uh, you know, we, it was, this was 2007. Um, we had a Facebook page, uh, Facebook pages for business did not exist. And so that was like the time where everything was started. And because I was a host, uh, I was using all these tools. Um, and I was telling, teaching our listeners how to use them. So that's sort of how it started. Then one day, I got an interesting call where they wanted uh, a bilingual host to be the in-stand host 
of the Ottawa Senators. And I thought, oh my God, like this is the greatest thing ever. So I had to audition for it. I did. And then for a week I slept. I bought a jersey. And I was like, I need, I, I want this job so bad. I slept with the jersey oh, every man. night. Just, I was like visualizing to the point of being ridiculous. Like I remember my roommate was my sister at the time and she was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, I was like, do not ruin my mojo. This is like, I'm in my zone. Anyway, so I ended up getting the job, which was a fantastic experience looking back on it. Um, it was a, it was a great experience. You know, you get to, you get to like host in front of 30,000, 20,000 people live. So I really got to practice doing live, you know, live things and, and whatnot. But there was something that was interesting is that I wanted to do a YouTube channel for the franchise. I wanted to do this and this. And I remember the VP of broadcast at the time was like, no. And constantly being told no. And I felt like I wanted to market the team more than they wanted to market themselves. And I, and I couldn't understand it. And I was very frustrated. Um, and I tell this story because I think it just, it just shows you how much, how little people knew about internet marketing in 2008. This was 2008. And I remember during a game, it was November. And mm -hmm. it, um, the Bolts were in town. And Vincent Le Cavalier had this like crazy stash. And at the time, no players were using Twitter. It, none of them, they weren't allowed. Like it was like, you can't use Twitter. Wow. And I had tweeted something like, oh, Vaisan's stash is like on point or something like that. Like it was just, I was just, was, little do you know, in the middle of a game, I have the communication director coming down to ice level to be like, you got to delete that tweet. And I was just like, or what, like, you know, the, the mentality wasn't there yet. So this message is important because Today, I realized I had to go there to realize that I had the wrong messaging. I had the right intentions. I, I, I wanted to market other people. I wanted to, you know, I always wanted to be out there and help them like grow and organically and being like, you know, I, I was in the wrong space. Sometimes you have the wrong message. And so you try different, you know, and I kept going to the games and I kept applying to TV jobs and I wasn't getting them. It was, I, I was not getting them. It was so frustrating. I was like, well, why? Why doesn't like TFO Toronto want me? Why, why doesn't Rogers TV want me? Why is breakfast television not calling me? Like, what is going on? And I was like applying it and then it wasn't happening. And, and, you, and then there's like messaging in there, right? So then at some point during a hockey game, I ended up meeting this guy um, that was at the game and he was, you know, uh, an internet marketing investor. Like he was in the high tech world working with IBM and Cognos at the time. And it was just like, anyways. Um, and he was like, you should get into internet marketing. Like, you know, marketing, it's just doing, do it differently. And the rest is history. And this was 10 years ago. And I've never left internet marketing from that point on. And so I've decided that helping local businesses is what I wanted to do. And that also came from frustration of going to these great conferences and you meet these amazing entrepreneurs, you know, they're, you know, they're like the, the Toronto Inc or the Quebec Inc and, and you meet these guys and you, they have great messaging. But when you're sitting there as a local business, you go home and you're like, what am I going to do with this information? Like there's no tactical 
real truth to how they got there. You know, whether they got capital, they got money. Like, talk about the local guy there that has a local shop. Like, how does he implement the, the scale? is so large the difference between the budget of what these people have in common that i was like this you know the guy's talking about his million dollar campaign on you know the buses in toronto and then this guy has like twenty thousand dollars a year to advertise and to market and he's going like i i didn't do that and so i i became really passionate helping local business and I just tell people all the time, you know, when you travel, when you, when you go to Europe, George, what do yeah. you remember the most? What do you remember the most when you travel? The culture, the food, the music, the, just the uniqueness of each country, right? The local people. You right. remember the local shops. You're not going to go to like a franchise McDonald's. in Portugal. <laughs> no. I mean, some people do, but you're not going to go to McDonald's. You're not going to go to Portugal to go to McDonald's. <laughs> You're going to go to Portugal to go to that small shop, that small. So these are local economies and they're important and we forget about them. You know, there's all this, there's all this, yeah, I would say this like yeah, thing about like being an entrepreneur and having these startups and it's just like, oh my God, okay, that's great. But there's like a lot of local businesses have been doing it for 35 years and they need a lot of help. help yeah. They need a lot of help. And so here I am today. Um, we started the agency, um, this one in Quebec particularly, because there was a, there was a need. Um, if you look at Toronto and Ottawa compared to like Gatineau, because Gatineau is, is really connected to Ottawa. You've been to Ottawa, you studied yeah. in Ottawa, right? So you know, Almost it's like, like one city. Yeah. It yeah. really is like one city. Yeah. Um, and there's a disconnect completely. They, and they're not Montreal. They need a lot of help. Right. Uh, and so this is where it started and it, it's grown. It's, it's growing really fast. So it's really fast. It's really fun. It's been fun. And, and do, you find, do you find it more challenging to, uh, to approach these local Quebec startups or entrepreneurs and pitch the new ways of advertising on digital, social media? Because we, we both know that there's traditional forms. We talked about banner ads, TV ads, radio. Obviously, that's not as uh, prevalent as it used to be. How, mm -hmm. how is your approach when, when actually dealing with these entrepreneurs? So the first thing I, I explained to them is the difference between an outbound and an inbound marketing. And mm. so a lot of people mix advertising with marketing. It okay. shouldn't be mixed together. It's, it's, not, it's not the same thing. Um, advertising is you spending dollars on a third party. You're putting yourself out there on, it's called outbound, whether it's a bus, TV, banner ads, all, name it, okay? When you're buying ads, when you're buying something for someone else, uh, it's called outbound. Inbound marketing is investing in yourself. And so positioning yourself to seduce your client online is more cost effective than to go buy uh, outbound or traditional advertising. Right. There's a big change of culture, George. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. It's difficult because they don't, it's the first time that they don't really understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. They've been so busy in their business and things have completely changed. I think my role just as a, a business uh, a, a business professional is to get them to understand how the consumer works. So it's really the consumer that has determined how people do their marketing today. It's not the other way around. 100%. And that's hard to understand for people because before you would meet with your agency, you'd say, here's $100,000. And the guy would say, great, I'm going to put it there because I get 10% kickback. I'm going to put it on this. I'm going to call this guy at this newspaper because 
I get, I get a kickback from there and I'm going to, you know, and then you're just like, Oh, here's my advertising. And it's like, it feeds your ego because you see yourself and you're like, Oh, did you see my bus? And I'm not saying traditional media is, is wrong, but we're talking on the local business standpoint. Like it's very different. Mm -hmm. And so their hard earned cash is much well spent by understanding their consumer um, figuring out what's going on right now, uh, working on their own content so that they can be the option. And so it's all about when you need, there's a drain in your condo that's broken. What do you do? You need a plumber. George, what do you do? I have to contact someone I know or, and it holds Okay. And you don't, you don't know one. So what do you do? Uh, probably Google it. <laughs> okay. And then you call what? Local page plumber. One? Yeah, probably page page one. one. So SEO, if they're at the top, then I you look like, at reviews, right? You're gonna look at Google Star. You're gonna look at everything you call. Little social media, like oh, so look, look how this completely changed. Right. Like you don't even need convincing. <laughs> you actually need the service. That's right. And so when when local businesses start understanding that, mm -hmm. it changes their perspective because there's already a need. And with search engine, you know how many people need a plumbing job today. Right. Are you the option? And so that's like, oh my God, like low hanging fruit before advertising, start by doing your inbound because there's already people looking for you. You're just not the option. You're really not the option. And that's kind of the reality. And, and, and how does it translate? And I see this all the time. I had the, I had the conversation yesterday with a, an agency and they're only in traditional media. And I'm going to tell you the truth. They're going to die. Like it's, it's, it's the, the reality of it. You know, they, they, they keep coming to us. They want to buy our company because they know that they, they just, and I'm not interested, but it's just, it's a funny perspective. I saw one of their clients. Um, th there's a huge bus campaign in Ottawa and Gatineau. It probably costs hundred thousand dollars, which is a significant amount of money for a local shop. Of and I saw, and I was like, oh, that's a terrible ad. First of all, it's not very sexy. I go online and the website is not even responsive. It's not even mobile. Wow. You're, you're working backwards. I'm going to go to your website and I'm not going to be interested. Like you just spend that money to get me to you, but it's not working. Technology isn't working. And with the millennials, there's one thing that's super important to them. It has to work. Right. If your site's not loading, if oh. your site's be it has to work. They have no patience for this stuff. Yeah. Very so true. it's like, you know. <laughs> well, what's interesting, Kim, is that, is that obviously we're talking about know LinkedIn and and maybe a little bit of Facebook when it comes to snapchat Instagram now where it's like a heat you know it's like a different beast for some people I mean for you know for you and I it's like yeah snapchat I'll snap right now let's do it but you know for for the say plumber or for yeah. uh, you know your average Joe how do you how do you how can you sort of pivot or position this type of social media to fit their story and actually you know work for them like in different ways that's a great question I think first of all I don't use snapchat Okay. Nice. You know why? No. My client no. is not on Snapchat. I see it. I like that. You have to be strategic mm -hmm. as a business. Okay. If you're a personal brand or a business, it's the same thing. Right. Before you choose where you're going to spend your time, there's one thing you have to do, and nobody does it. I, and I'm going to, I actually, I'm going to, I made it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to people because I'm like, people need this. So you need to brainstorm 
okay. and figure out who is your ideal client. Right. Not who are your ideal clients. I want one person. Is it a guy? Is it a girl? How old is she? Or he? How much money does he make? What car does he drive? What music does he listen to? I mean, go down deep into it. We, we used to do that. You did that maybe once when you did your business plan. Yeah. But then you've been in business for all these years and you completely forgot about that person. Go back to it. Go back, take the time, sit with your team, like ask the most ridiculous question. Are they married? Are they single? Where do they live? Do they wear glasses? I mean, just go like it. It could be like a ridiculous exercise. You need to figure that out. And it's not true that you can have multiple ideal clients. You need to focus on one. And the effect is way more beneficial because it will, you know, it, 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 it will scale to a different types of audience. But you really need to figure it out. And then you have to understand that not all social media are for everybody. All audiences. Very true. Very so true. if you're looking at if you are a home builder, interesting. Who has the money to buy a home today? Who has money to put 20% down on a house? Tough. Especially Super in Toronto. Tough. <laughs> yeah. Imagine in Toronto. Oh, Is my, it your no. 20-something-year-old person? Unlikely. No, they don't have that money. <laughs> I'm sorry, they don't, okay? They don't have that type of money. Mm -hmm. So are you going to focus your energy on Snapchat mm -hmm. when it's 20s and teens? The ego comes into place, and I, I tell this all the time. Even though we're in business, we're humans. We're balls of energy, and there's this ego. And ego doesn't necessarily mean a negative thing. It's just like that our ego. It's like we want to see ourselves. We want to be there for ourselves or for the perception or trying to impress people that are not even our clients. Mm -hmm. So first you need to understand where, where they are. We met on LinkedIn right? because I'm on LinkedIn because my small medium business owner is on LinkedIn. Right. He's not necessarily on Facebook. Facebook is a different beast for myself as a company. I use it to be present. I use it for my brand. Um, but my client that owns this, you know, $5 million business that has, you know, $200,000 a year to spend on advertising, he's not going to find me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. He's using Facebook maybe once a day to look at photos of his kids, uh, photos of his wife. It's limited to that, you know, on, for my agency. Um, and it's funny, I had the discussion with, um, one of my new employees, she's 22. She's great. She cried the first week because she <laughs> realized that she didn't learn anything in school. And that was really, eh, that's, that's a whole we, other we all went through that. That's a whole <laughs> other thing. Um, and she's like, we should have an Instagram for the agency. Yeah. I said, that's fantastic. I said, okay, do your homework and come back to me with the reasons why we should be on Instagram for the agency. Right. <clears throat> she came back. She had no good reason. Wow. She had no good reason. As a business person, Kimberly Biggs is on Instagram. That makes sense. I can funnel clients through my personal brand, but for the agency, who's going to follow the agency? For what reason? Right. So, and our clients are not on there. So again, great question. Figure out where your client is because 
it's not everywhere. I love that. I love that. And I, I, honestly, I can relate to it a lot because even right now, like I work at TMX, for example, and obviously we're, we're very present in the financial industry, in the FI space. Um, and one of the things is our clients are like the big banks, the brokerages, the IAs. Uh, and so they're most likely not on Snapchat, right? They're most likely not on Instagram. LinkedIn is probably the portal and Twitter. I mean, Twitter is actually used heavily in, in finance, you yeah. know, to tweet quotes and, and little advice here. And, and so we sort of positioned it. We said, you know what, we want, to be, we want to engage millennials more, but our number one client is still, you know, these big banks and these brokerages and the list goes on. And so the traditional forms, even in social media, have, have to apply to this list. And maybe we can try and, and dabble with, with these new forms to engage a, a smaller or, or well, I have a tip. Well, I have a tip for you guys. Sure. Let's say TMX wanted to go reach the millennials. And you guys wanted to, you know, do something with Snapchat. Let's just hypothetically here for a second. You do in business have to innovate, one. Two, you, it's like a garden. You really have to plant your seeds because there are eventually going to become consumers. They're eventually going to go into the, maybe the banking market or whatever it might be. You have to figure out why you're there. And if you're talking to millennials, maybe it's you guys giving them financial advice because you know they don't learn anything. They don't even know how a credit card works. They don't even know how interest, interest rates work. They don't know anything. They don't, we don't even teach them. Where do I start? How do I invest? All these questions. Right? All these questions. So you can adapt your message, but are they going to become a client? No. What it's only going to do for your brand is just going to have it. What's it going to do is that people are going to talk more about you and you're going, and the, the company can become an influencer mm -hmm. with these people. So that's the way you apply it, right? right? right. You'll have to figure out the client that's there and then what can we do to them? But are you, and this is the thing, every dollar invested, there's an ROI on that. Are you going to get a return on it? No. No, probably it's a long-term play. Long, and, and, it's it's, right? it's long-term, but it's more to get your name out there to a specific audience. Yeah. And do you have the capital to do that? Is it worth it? So okay. a lot, of, for some companies it is, they have the money. You know, for small business, you can't make that. You can't make that. You can't do that trial because you're not going to get anything back. But on, on your, for your, for you guys, you know, how does a resource helping millenniums understand finance? That could be right. a great tip. And what happens with that is you become an influencer in a field and then you get invited to conferences where there might be other bankers there, other people in the financial industry, and you're getting your name out there differently. It can funnel in a specific type of lead. It's, that's the best form of advertising when it's not advertising. Nice. The best form of advertising is great content. So if you can figure out how to have great content for the millenniums on Snapchat as a financial institute or in the financial world, then there's an interesting feel. But it's like a garden. It'll take a long time. And sure. the odds of, of, of getting a client you know, are significantly lower than if you were found number one on Google when people are looking to invest their money. Right. It's, it's a or different on LinkedIn. Approach. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, exactly. Sort of the client sets are different. You talked about ROI, you touched up quickly on it. I know we talked about this uh, previously, but um, how do you justify ROI to a client who says, look, Kim, I love, I love the energy, I love the passion. I purely don't understand social media as much as you do. I don't, I don't get it. I can't see it. I, I used to love banner ads or whatever TV because I can, it's tangible for me. Uh, so every, every dollar I spend, I can see it. How, 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 
can you justify that ROI or the analytics on, on you know, the dollars that we spent on digital media? The great thing about um, digital is that everything is trackable. And when people were used to seeing their ads, you just said it. They were used to seeing their ads. You just said it, George. Yeah. They wanted, they saw themselves, so they thought it worked. Right, right. No. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you listen to them when they talk. It's, it's about them. Their aunt saw it. Their uncle mm. saw it. Their grandma saw their TV ad. They're not their client. Um, and that makes me laugh. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, when it comes to, um, you know, it's, it's numbers. I, I was never a math girl. Terrible at math. Like, <laughs> I hated it. Right. But when it comes to big data and small data on the, the scale that we're working with, I'm so fascinated by it because everything you do is measured. Mm -hmm. It's measured. And so we know. And there's ways now to attract people inside your restaurant or whatnot. You know, and you as a business owner, you'll have to listen. You have to listen. You'll have to change the culture in your business as well. That's a big one. That's a big one because a lot of companies, they do a lot, a lot of digital marketing. And then you call and the receptionist has no idea <laughs> that there is a contest on Facebook. or And there's a big disconnect there. So as a company, I think the number one priority is to make sure that you're, the culture of your company is on point. And if the people are not on board, you need to get them on board or you need to replace them. So everybody has to be in line because they're the first impression, right? I might get a call. I might not even be related to what's going on. In the past, you, know, like. you need to know these things. Your company is investing a lot of money. You have to be aware. Um, and so everything is measurable. Um, and the return on investment, it's, it's interesting. There's the numbers, but there's also the influence, which is hard to measure. Right. It's hard to measure. Right. That's why you have to listen. You have to have meeting with your staff. You know, if you're in the restaurant field, you really need to put the tools in place to track what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see a couple having dinner and they're taking photos, does your server know to walk over and say, oh, you should put that on Instagram. The culture yeah, needs <laughs> to be there. And I see that all that. When I go to restaurants, I look at this all the time. Because I see the people, they're all taking photos of their food. No one's paying attention to them. The service, you don't need to be salesy, but you need to be like, just proactive, what, proactive. you just need to understand opportunity, that's you know? Yeah, wow. At the end, at the end, when you drop their bill off, you can say, I know you guys took awesome photos. It'd be so great if you would share them on social media. Here's our hashtag. Nice. Genuine. Just, but you genuine, yeah, but yeah. that starts with the change in culture. And that's also part of your ROI. It's, it's not just the numbers. It's the humans because there are humans that work in your company. Right. So now they're more cautious, right? Have, like, you, have you seen my video? If you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it. It's on H two H marketing, okay. human to human marketing. Right. We can do all the marketing in the world, but at the end of the day, we do the transaction is done between humans. Humans, right? Can't forget the human part of it. You're going to use all the digital to bring them in, and I can show you all the stats in the world. <laughs> but what happened? And I. Um, the other story that I like to tell is a lot of clients will call and they'll say, oh, I want to advertise. I'll be like, okay, well, show me your Google Analytics. Yeah. They're like, why? Like, or some will say, I don't have Google Analytics. And I'll be like, are you serious? This is 2017. Yeah. And I'll look at their Google Analytics and they have, you know, let's say on average, a thousand visitors a month. Right. Just a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And they're not getting any calls. 
And I'm like, there's a problem there. Well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you have a thousand people that are visiting your sites on a monthly basis and you're not getting any more business. Maybe you're the problem. And they look at me and it's like, excuse me. Inter- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe so you're the problem. Like- maybe yeah. you're not, your products are not properly worded. Your services are not talking to the client. Who's your ideal client? Mm-hmm. And they don't know. They don't know. Um, you have to go back to the base. So before you do any advertising or in content marketing, you got to look at what's going on right now because you might have a lot of clients and you're just, you're not able to teams spend or companies spend a lot of money training their sales staff. And I was looking at your Instagram and you have all these great quotes and <laughs> your website is your number one salesman or salesperson or whatever you want to call him now. Apparently you're not allowed to use sales now because have you heard it? Like it's just demeaning it. and like, <laughs> come on people sales is sales. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> your website is your number. Yeah. It's that. What is it with people <laughs> afraid to be called sales? What uh, is it? it, it you guys, it did you feel that? Well, you know, why that, that greasy, you know, I think the, the greasy salesperson who's always been like, Hey, I have some products for you. Opens up the blazer. You know, those like, <laughs> these guys are the best. If you can find some of these people, you know, when they come to my door, they're hustlers. They try to sell me a product at the end. I always want to offer them a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to learn how to sell. You're good or you're not good. Yeah. And, and people discount it. your web. Yeah. But your, yeah. Your, website, yeah, you're, you're saying. your website is your number one salesperson. Did you train him? Is it working? Have you have you done TLC? Have you have you have you tested it? That's a good point. A lot, of, and it's so funny because a lot of people have these on their websites and name it. Big, small, large corporation. They have these like, leave us a message. We'll contact you back. I'm gonna give you a tip, okay? If you want to okay. see if people do really good internet marketing, you're gonna fill out these things. Next time, next time your toilet breaks down, okay, go to your plumber websites. Yeah. And fill out these forms and see who calls you back. I see. I'm Who's telling you, back? they okay. don't call anybody back. Yeah, interesting. They, they don't. They don't understand. Like if you're going to be there, you got to be there. Mm-hmm. You got to call because who's going to get the job back? Like your toilet is broken. You're going to fill out two, three forms online. The first guy that calls you back is the one getting the job. Let's just be honest here. Of course. So it's all that like mentality. It's a big, it's a big shift. And I think, in Toronto, my message, a lot of people already know these things. Mm. They've, just, they've just been, you know, but the local businesses, they, they need a lot more help than we think. And I'm, I'm glad you're in that space too. I know that there's a gap, but, but they're definitely profiting from someone who's genuine. Kim, I, I want to go to, and I, we, we talked about, you know, the marketing side, business side. People here are hungry to learn about, you know, your, your story a little more. Because you, you started in the NHL, you went to Salient. Uh, you worked at Bell for for a while, and you have like a list. So if you want to check it out on LinkedIn, but um, in this in this journey of yours, right? Yes. You sort of navigated, and at the end, you're like, you know what? You had this tipping point. We talked before we started the podcast. You said I had a, I had a tipping point, George. There was a turning point in my life where I was like, you know what? I can't I can't do this anymore. Like, how do you how do you get to that re- you know, realization? Because I know a lot of people listening to this are probably unhappy where they are. You know, not everybody, but some people just don't like the job they're in. They don't like the environment, the situation. They want to change it but they're scared. How did you respond to that? You have to shut things off. Mm. Like you have to shut things off. 
you need to spend time with yourself. Okay. And you need to breathe. <laughs> Do you know how to breathe? We don't teach people how to breathe. Right. The meditation type of breathing, not just <laughs> subconsciously breathing. <laughs> you need to breathe by your nose, in and out. You got to breathe. Right. You got to feel. You can't, if you're, you think, you know what's happening is I'm in, in the internet marketing field and I'm not always on my phone. Mm. When, ev when every minute of the day you're like this, there's no light for opportunity. You're like this. <laughs> there's no light for opportunity. Absolutely none. Right. You have so to trust life. You have to trust life. But sometimes you're damaging your own possibilities by being online all the time. Right. You have to sit there uncomfortably with yourself and face the truth of why you're unhappy. Because at the end of the day, I can give you all the tips in the world, but it's really you. But no one sits down with themselves and be like, listen, why am I doing this? Like you have to take the time. And if nothing is working, there's a reason. Change it. There's a reason. Change it or stop it. <laughs> you have to sit there and listen to yourself because you only get answers in silence. Right. You do not get answers when you're all over the place. You have to shut it off. You have to shut it off. You know, people... Young generation, I think they, they come back from work and then they sit and they do Netflix for six hours. Yeah. Like, put your phone on airplane mode and read a book. Like, wh what are you doing? Why so is I it think so difficult though, Kim? I, like, I just want to touch on this point because you brought up Netflix and you brought up the silence. And, and this is, I got a question for you. I know this is probably more on the psychology end. But no, it's can, fine. You know, we come back home, right? And we're always bombarded by distractions. Like, you know, the phone's on, I have to put music. And it's that fear of being in silence because I, I, don't, I don't really want to have to deal with what I know is coming, you know, because I'm scared. And I don't, I don't want to deal with it because I know if I do, then I have to do something. And I, I'd rather just be complacent. And so, so why is that? Like, did you, did you go through it at any point in your life? Or? Uh, I did. I did. Um, again, it's, again, it's, Figuring out how to be good with yourself. If you're not good with yourself, it doesn't matter what job you're in or what opportunity you're going to go. And it's just, and there's this addiction of like notifications that yeah. you just want to, um, and no one's dying. Like you're not dying. You're live, like live, like being, being addicted to notifications is not, that's not a fulfillment. It's really not. And you're going to realize it maybe now, maybe in 10 years from now, and you're going to miss out mm. on all of just what, 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 what you're going to miss out on a lot of different things. Right. Um, and so again, I'm not a therapist, but I work a lot on myself. Sure. I come first. Kimberly comes first sure. all the time. And so I always want to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. 100%. And sometimes you realize that you were, being in your ego, you were being a jerk yeah. and you got to accept that and you have to apologize and you have to understand why you did these things. And so if you're better with yourself, you're going to, you're going to succeed better in business and opportunity is going to come to you.
-hmm. It really will. So you're feeling stuck right now because you're, you've blocked every single piece of light that can come into your life because you're completely busy. And there's this thing about busy. People aren't busy. Like this isn't, people aren't busy. People want to feel like they're busy. It's very, it's two different things. How you you are not busy. I have two young kids under three. I run a successful business. I do my own personal brand. I'm not busy. I'm busy, but I mean, come on. Like I'm having a coffee with you this morning. (laughs) Like I'm not. I love it. You're not busy. Right. You're just the, the time you're wasting on this. Be strategic about it. Like, you know, and I look at the content on these things and I'm like, you're serious. Like, I am not going to, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Kimberly, you should do Instagram stories all day long. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to focus on real content that mm-hmm. I want to put out there. I'm going to work a lot of time on it. I'm going to take the time to, to build this content. I'm going to put it out. And I'm not addicted to the number of followers. That's another thing. You know, I've been doing videos for a year, you know, and if I look, I have like 200 subscribers on YouTube, 150, something like that. I don't even look. It's not important to me. It's not important to me. Find your passion. Mm. Find your passion. Mm. And that's that's what should drive you. Um, But you can't find your passion if you're always on your phone or if you're always connected. That's right. That's right. Because if you're always connected and so I want to touch on two things. Yes. Before I get into, into what you do personally for, for the development side and, and how you make yourself great, like what's your morning routine? The, the one question I want to ask you is, um, you know, in, in that we're always busy with our phones and we don't sort of reflect, we put it down and we start working on ourselves. A lot of people are kind of scared to do so because they think, you know, if it's always about me, I'm selfish now. But in fact, it's the opposite, right? Because if, if you work opposite. on yourself, you have to start with yourself. Otherwise, you can't help other people. You know, that, that saying is like, always start by doing your own bed, right? But before you tell other people what to do, like, start by making your own bed and clean, cleaning up your, sorry for the word shit, but uh, so, so just, just uh, you know, did you ever get that sort of flack or feedback like, Kim, well, you're, you're being too selfish. Never. Never, okay, that's good. Never. The people that think that, they're Should've the one. Like. The other person <laughs> is you, eh? Don't forget. Like, that's right. Um, they, that's their emotion. They own that. They own that. If they feel that, that they're selfish because they don't want to take the time to be selfish for themselves. They're judging you. And that's on on them. That's really on them. I'm not here to, like, I'm not here to, and that's another thing. Um, When you were, when I was in the broadcasting or, you know, hosting at the Ottawa Senators, it was always about how I looked. Uh How I looked and, you know, and it just, so crazy how it's toxic it's so toxic Mm. like it's so toxic um you have to be comfortable with yourself you know it's so funny to this today like during the i go i I go to work a lot of times without any makeup i would have never done that before and it changed absolutely nothing i've closed the best deals i have the best clients without any makeup it doesn't Mm. matter um I go to work, I still look presentable. You have to understand that we're in a business field. I'm not going there with my unbrushed teeth or stuff like that. But it's just like, focus on yourself. You know, people, the surface, it, people, it, it gets old. It, it, it doesn't last. 
They want to know who you really are, why you do it. Find your why. Find your why, why you do certain things. And yeah, you have to invest in yourself. And a lot of the times people are afraid because they already know the answers. That's true. You already know the answers and you don't want to do the friggin' work. You know you're in the wrong field. You know you got to go back to school. You know these things. You just don't want to do it. And so you're going to be in front of your phone because you don't want to deal with yourself. Well, that's your thing. Like I can't, you got, you got to fix yourself. And you understand that a lot of people that are successful organically, and I'm saying the organically that just like are building a long term, they're building long term, are really good with themselves. You rarely meet them. They're, you rarely meet the ones that are just, you know, yeah. like, like look at Marie. Do you like Marie Folio? Do you follow Marie Folio? Okay. So Marie, she's been working a long time. She's been doing videos for seven years. That's right. Seven years. She never stopped. But yeah, people look at her today and they're like, oh my God, look at her. Well, calm the hell down here. Yeah. Seven years. She never stopped. She kept being authentic to herself and she kept doing it. That's if what you, you have go, to And it. if you go back and you look at her videos and her presence, from seven years ago, mm-hmm. she's the same person. Never changed. Focus on that. The instant gratification is instant. It goes away. Mm-hmm. Focus on yourself. If you want to build a great company, if you want to build a great personal brand, find what you're passionate about and follow that. And it can take years. Right. But if you're willing to do it for the right reasons, it's just not going to stop. It's just going to be part of your day to day. It's going to be part of who you are. So it's falling in love with the process more so than the end product. And if you fall in love with the process and you're truly passionate about it, the end product will always be great. It will always be great. And you know, it's not about the amount of people. That's another thing. Uh, that's like, if the you can help thing. one person, yeah. that's friggin' amazing. Why are we so obsessed with, helping millions and millions of people. Right. Maybe you're in this life to help 10 people. That's pretty great. That's true. It's stop thinking about the, 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 like, I don't know, like. The celebrity status almost, right? Like, oh, I have 300,000 followers, but not one has ever reached and said thank you. You know, they're only there for my body or they're only there for my looks or, you know, my memes. See, I, I go to, I, I don't go to a lot of networking events. I'm, Frankly, this is the I choose myself and my kids, you know, they're they do exist. They're important to me. So I don't do my networking like I used to. You know, I, I do this with you and I do LinkedIn. Um, I don't go to a lot of places. But when I do, there could be five people there, but these five people have watched some of the videos and they've applied some of the techniques and it's really helped them. Mm-hmm. I feel so good. That's what it's about. A lot of people say, Kimberly, why don't you do your internet marketing in English? You know, it's such a bigger market. You could go worldwide. And I'm just like, why? For you? I'm fine doing it the way I'm doing it. I'm doing this for me. (laughs) I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it to... To please you. Like, no, this whole like, oh, you got to be a big, a small fish in a big pond. And it's like, you're (laughs) like, well, wait a minute. There's a lot of people here that need my help. And I'm okay with that. And that's, that's the other downside of social media. And you guys, the, the, the millenniums, I don't like to call them, but the, 
the generation that grew up with Instagram, you guys are all following Kim Kardashian and all these people. And you're thinking like, oh, wow, they have a life and I don't. You're like, no, you do. You just don't, you just don't spend time working on your own life. That's the problem. <laughs> you're focusing on looking at other people's lives. Like, Very true. why are you doing yourself sabotaging yourself? Yeah, just focus on yourself. Just focus on yourself. What, what focus um, on yourself. Kim, so, so this is probably my last question to you because I, yes. I know we're sensitive about time. But what is, you know, do you have like a morning routine? What, so what advice would you give someone just based on what you do? I want to know what you do. And, and in the process, they'll, they'll get advice from it. What do you do to help, to help yourself on a daily basis? Give us like the tangibles. Okay, tangibles. Um, I, there's a lot of things. First, my, I have a big reading routine. So I read one book a month. Any books right now? Yeah, I'm reading. Um, I'm reading uh, Eaters Eat Last. Oh, I love that Simon Sinek. Yes, I love Did that you book. Read it? Yes, yes, I love okay. it. Okay, so this is my <laughs> book, and Great. I don't always have the time to read, and I get frustrated when I don't finish it in time. But I, it's my due diligence. I do it, and I read a book every day. Um, I don't have cable. No cable. I, I don't have cable. Um, my phone is completely turned off between 5 and 8 p.m. I do nothing between these times. It's dinner time. I cook. Mm. I, 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 I cook. I garden. I go play in nature. It's so important to be connected. Um, every morning, I mean, it's different. I have young kids. So what I do is I go bring them to daycare early, and then I come back home to get ready. A lot of people get ready with their kids, and it's like so much going on. I can't do that. Uh, when I'm a mom, I'm a mom. And when I'm in my business role, I'm in my business role. I don't, I try not to mix both. It's just not fair for anybody. Um, and so I go bring the kids. I come home, I have my coffee and I sit with myself for 15 minutes. And I say sit with myself because a lot of people don't like the meditation world, uh, word. So I sit with myself for 15 minutes and I put it on my phone and I put an alarm and I just sit with myself in silence for 15 minutes every morning every morning and i breathe what do you think like do you think of anything or is it just just breathing when i first started yeah. i would think about a lot of things it was almost exhausting and oh, i was looking God. at my time and i was like oh my god <laughs> i thought i i feel like i've been sitting here for an hour and it's only been two minutes right sit through it okay. discipline discipline um uh, and then i go to work mm -hmm. and there's another thing that i do that i see very few people do I have a uh, agenda, like a daily planner, a paper one. Because what happens is you go to work and you have a to-do list that's about this long. Mm -hmm. And people don't know how to put the items of their to-do list in their actual day. That's why they're always busy, because they have a to-do list that's this long. I've learned to take my to-do list and to insert it into 20-minute blocks in my day. And I stick to it. And I check them off. And I can tell you that I'm never that busy. The problem with, with to-do lists is that if you don't do them, you go to bed at night and it's still on your list. And you're thinking like, you need to take your list, literally, and be like, when can I do this task? Can I do that on Friday morning? Yes, put it in Friday morning. Scratch it. Okay. Only think of it when you get to Friday morning. Because if not, it stays in your head and it's exhausting. Right. So take your to-do list insert it into 20 minute blocks and stick to it stick to it if you're doing work don't go on your email 
figure out, I have in my agenda, my daily planner in the morning, I have an hour for emails and meetings with my staff. Okay. Then I shut it off. Then I go to my task, but I put it in. Okay, I see. Because my, my electronic calendar is for my meetings. Mm. But I don't put my tasks in there. So I use my daily planner. And very few people use, the, use them. But they're so important. And I'm telling you, if you start using one, it's going to change your, it's going to completely change your work. You're going to have free time at the end of the day. I, I have free time. <laughs> because if you go home with your to-do list, you'll have to put them somewhere or else you're never doing anything. You're always busy, but you're not busy. Right. Focus on the priorities. I love it. Kimberly Biggs, everybody, this is episode 10 of Let's Grab Coffee. What a phenomenal morning. Like, honestly, this, I know we've talked already and, and we had similar chats, but yeah. I'm already pumped up again. Uh, love listening to you and, and your experiences. I'm sure so many people are going to benefit from this. If you haven't already, again, check out. I have three links below, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Kim's vlog. Kim, I can't thank you enough, and, and thanks for doing this. George, thank you so much. This was really fun. All right. Have a great weekend, eh? Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye-bye.